Hello my lovelies, welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews, I'm your host Christina, we are back for another episode of The Flash, Season 8, Episode 10, entitled Reckless, written by Jess Carson, directed by Kelly Cyrus. I gotta say, I really enjoyed this episode, I gave it a 10 out of 10, um, I was rather surprised on that how much i enjoyed this episode considering some of the character work isn't my favorite in the past but it goes to show if you write the characters better then they're more palatable and you play to their strengths so you have actors who are supposed to do their job uh by working with the script that they're given and then you have the script that represents uh, the blueprint right for how their scenes and how they're supposed to act in certain screens so when they are combined very well with good directing in an episode you get that that uh 10 out of 10 magic i like to call it and that's what happened in this episode so i have a lot of credit to to the script that jess carson wrote because it made the character of caitlin and carla in particular who i've never not once gave a damn about and when i found out she was in this episode was not too pleased (laughs) but made them characters that you could relate to and it gives the actor something more to draw on when your script is so tight because it's asking more of you and i don't think people truly get that when they're watching television shows and i guess it's fair because everyone is not a writer you know (laughs) people have a lot of ideas of how they feel about things but that that idea of someone using their pen to create something from their line from their mind that needs to be translated by someone else that's an art and because people don't have that artist's touch it becomes something that they don't always comprehend and thus watching a television show to to some group of people is just about the things that are going to aesthetically please you versus you know when you're looking for accolades and and true critics they're looking for that writing they're looking for that acting they're looking for the directing they're looking for all the behind the scenes that has less to do with uh fandom's feelings and more to do with what is a cohesive immersive good story arc and i think they've been doing really well with that this season thus far i know there was a few little hiccups here and there that i didn't personally like but because i can see that magic behind this the scenes it's making the season i think one of the strongest since season um since season three and i really like season six a lot more even though the back half of it definitely you could tell where the momentum got lost no not to any small fault of their own because there's also this whole thing like covid that everyone just seems to have forgotten about (laughs) now that it's alleviated a bit um that that's still a thing 
people still have to contend with uh i just actually went to the great wolf lodge and you know all of the employees still got masks on ain't nobody in there had a mask on but the employees sure as shit had masks on <laughs> so there is uh in a business sense it it hasn't been lifted yet uh despite how people are going out and living their life also really enjoy the fact that they continue to have which i've said so many times uh which makes me feel like someone listens to this podcast at cw really nigga yeah i know i'm your biggest and best critic uh (laughs) but to have iris be utilized in a way that doesn't directly tie into what team flash is doing you've got like 14 people in team flash you can go ahead and do this other type of side story arc with iris and i love that some people might not like that because oh the action's over here and that means we're somehow segmenting her away from the action which is absolutely crazy to me you shouldn't think like that at all what you're doing is actually what was very magnificently done in this episode was you had iris being the true hero that many look up to that frost looks up to that uh she has become a mentor for the people of tim flash even when she's not there her voice is still in the room and i thought that was just a brilliant touch to really connect her to the team while also maintaining her own integrity as a person and a hero in her own right by doing what she does best in co city and uh that just really made for a very dynamic episode i didn't feel like i wanted to rush back to the iris stuff um i really got where everyone was coming from and it just it, like it flew by i was really surprised when it was over i was like oh shit it's done no especially that ending i mean they gave us a double whammy there that said yeah we just getting started so before we get started into this recap now that i've done my gushing uh wherever you're listening to this podbean stitcher itunes spotify did i say that one already <laughs> go down to the uh rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback on the flash or any other shows i do blackercouch at gmail.com so let's start with the team flash section and then we're going to go to the iris uh part of the episode in coast city so we'll just I guess I could have just said Central City, Coast City. So in Central City, after Barry gets back from his conversation with Iris and his concern, he updates the team. How many times have we complained in the past under other showrunners how they need to contrive the drama by keeping people misinformed or not informed at all? And immediately they... this. Uh, that's also what this felt like in this episode a family unit and it's uh i think that's what they're really trying to build and not have that unnecessary drama at the core of your you know people disagree they don't have the right you know not the right some people think they're doing the right thing and they need to hear another voice of reason this is what you go through right there's dialogue 
and there's not these things like oh well we're never gonna speak again because we disagreed on something i love the collaboration and that everyone had a voice in which it was heard um i love the way even they brought the new kids in and and the way in which they deferred everything just was so cohesive in this episode and it starts with him coming back telling everyone what's going on with the iris and that she's gonna stay in coast city and you have joe saying you know after she allegra makes a comment about how she's gonna help he says i can see why iris left you in charge she would be so proud of you there's that positive reinforcement right and i think that's so important it's such a (laughs) it's becoming a dying uh a dying tool between our communication skills with each other is the fact that you have positive reinforcement i think i made a joke on the jones chronicles and it's still i even called my boss out for this because every time i get a coaching I even told her to face it like I get a coaching I automatically think it's something negative or something I did wrong because I never ever get positive reinforcement because you never call me and just say hey you did a good job it it's necessary it really is because otherwise all you're doing is creating all of this negative space and energy where everything is the focus on and you're in that muck right you're in the slime of it and you're in that glue trap that's what i wanted to reference because i heard that in the haunting of uh hill house hill manor somewhere bly manor there we go uh but that was a great great analogy another great show with some really really great writing but being in that glue trap and you don't know and they don't know until you die uh (laughs) so this idea of team flash being people of different ideas and opinions from different backgrounds and so on and so forth but able to take um inspiration from each other i think is a really strong message and and kind of part and parcel of why the flash was such a, a beacon of light in the dc comic era because everything was so dark you had the batman thought process (laughs) and then you had the other side of it with the superman but he got pulled into some shit so i I like that their eric and the writer seem to want to bring it back home to a place where uh a lot of us that did read the early comics um, i'm not so caught up with the later comics but the earlier comics where um where you fell in love with the idea of the flash is because of this this nice cohesive um i've used that word already like twice now uh (laughs) family dynamic against all of the darkness that's encroaching them constantly so back to them going about their game plan chester and uh frost are gonna work on well actually that was later on i can't remember what chester was gonna do (laughs) no i think it was supposed to be yeah joe and cecile they're going through the case uh case file work and at the end of the episode they said they were almost done so there's something that might still be utilized from what they're how they're helping by going through that they're gonna maybe find some connective tissue between 
the victims at overall and what we now know at the end of this episode what this black fire may be and that's when frost gets the idea to go to tannhauser uh labs is that what that's called maybe maybe not and she enlists carla to help with what's going on i like that they're really focusing on the fact that frost feels the need in especially in light of what happened to icicle to prove herself to be a hero she sees herself in a certain light in which she almost devalues herself a bit in comparison to everyone else and thus she she doubles down on this idea when she needs to be a hero she needs to go to the extreme and sacrifice herself in some type of manner in which to help because her life isn't as valuable as those better people uh, so to speak and so she goes to her mom ready to use herself as bait i actually forgot the opening scene that we did get with frost before this all happened (laughs) because i I started from barry's perspective but she's in her apartment listening to music doing her art thing when the black fire attacks her but it doesn't kill her like it's done all of its other victims but only singes her and it's when chester allegra and them are talking that he after this conversation that he goes to to uh the med bay because he gets an alarm and they know that caitlin isn't back from her vacation with marcus and he finds that frost is there and she's trying to find a way to (laughs) fix herself bandage herself up and barry kind of takes over like let me help i also like the fact that barry does feel more like a paternal figure throughout this episode he is the leader these are not just his uh co-workers these are people of his family and he sees them as such and he kind of sees frost kind of like the baby of the family (laughs) so to speak and he's like yeah come over here let me patch you on up we don't have to go through unnecessary dialogue because she's like yeah i'm a smart person you're a smart person (laughs) no i don't know why it attacked me uh here's all the answers that you need beforehand and uh that's when she goes to the lab afterwards to talk to her mom and then her mom says yeah of course i'll help you out with this Uh, she wasn't happy with it at first as she explains but she's like yeah i i like what i'm doing i like being a member of team flash and i like being a hero and people are being hurt right now and i want to do something to stop it and since it seems to be attracted to me or trying to kill me as its next victim and target let's go ahead and utilize that which is not a bad idea she goes to star labs they meet in the the speed lab and she tells them the plan barry isn't too happy about the plan because it's putting her directly in the middle of being murdered and they don't necessarily and they haven't necessarily been able to come up with other options to be at this point where this one would be the last resort type of plan that we would typically do the plan is is as they are outputting basically her scent (laughs) uh, in the world it's going to attract the black flame and then they're going to trap it in the 
oh what did they call it the artificial speed force a asf right and the spear and trap it in there and then they'll be able to figure out what its motivations are question it figure out why it's uh doing what it's doing i like the fact that chester said yes we do have something to you know trap the code fusion like we don't need to wait weeks to build this thing we actually have something for it right now but when it came down to who's the decision maker they're both like yeah it's up to you boss <laughs> well, we're not gonna step out of line like we did a few episodes ago with our opinion on shit that really don't involve us even though at the time i was like ah, i can see it playing devil's advocate as i do but in this situation say like, no you don't get a say <laughs> you're the drones <laughs> you know what i mean i'm being funny but it's still uh i took note of it it was like yeah we defer to you it's your call and he's like i'm sorry i can't support this so she says guys just get working let me have my my side talk but they i like the way they utilize the sets that's why i said that when the directing is good and the writing is good it's so it's seamless because they weren't all one they didn't meet up in the same room we always see them with all the screens right they started in the speed lab and then we go to the lounge so we're using a different set because we're going to keep them moving act like this is a building okay and not one set piece and she stops him and she says look i know that iris right now is someone who was told to stay put and she ain't staying put (laughs) she is being a hero as she is meant to do because that's who she is as a person in her heart and soul that is an inspiration to me to do what i need to do to make sure that i'm giving a hundred percent of that when i'm coming to team flash now i can see this being construed in a different way and at the end of the the review i'll speak on some things that salsa put into the inbox but um some people are just a broken record i can already hear it before it comes out of their mouth and thus i don't want to be a broken record on repeat and saying the same things which is what i've said in the past so i'm not gonna let that blemish my review but i thought this was a really nice way to honor the character through frost by saying i want to be like iris and i know barry that you will not stop her from living in her truth let me do the exact same thing right and i think that there's nothing wrong with that and bringing it full circle to the point that he would see that like yeah you got the best chick in the game right now and she's got the world tumbling around her and she's still sacrificing herself for other people what could i not do to make sure that i am putting that like i said earlier putting out that same amount of energy that is as one of the sweetest things ever so he allows the plan to go forth and uh it starts it works immediately because it was downtown it makes a beeline (laughs) no that was the other scene uh they know that it's coming 
but it hesitates when it's entering the building she is so eager to trap it that she decides to antagonize it so it attacks her uh flash is able to save her before she can get any cranial damage and the plan is unsuccessful i'm always a sucker for uh the first person viewpoint so (laughs) of course i like the opening scene that she opens her eyes and all she can see is uh caitlin there or her katie as she calls her mom is there (laughs) what was the comment before he was like it's a good thing you have uh that your boss is a superhero and then barry's over in the corner sulking like I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. Also, kudos to Grant Gustin. He was so very mature in this uh in this episode. Um there was just there there was a a comfortability there. And maybe it's cause you know, cause parenthood changes you right there's life before you are a parent and there's life after you're a parent you just you some people not all (laughs) but it is a a new profound uh state of being as a person right and i think that as an actor it's showing because he does feel as if he is more he's not even from last season he feels on a different level of like when i mentioned paternal i don't know how to say it in the right words but (laughs) he he does feel more like the leader that just grew 10 years older overnight (laughs) in this episode but he he seemed to be someone who also is a husband and you can see that in every scene that he did it's so I like when you're acting into something and it's not oh so obvious that you can you can portray many emotions right just like one of my favorite scenes of the episode is when he's sitting alone in the lounge looking out because that's right there is a man who's dealing with a team issue but he's also in that moment a husband concerned about his wife and even though he didn't say anything about iris this episode in his own worry for her it was written all over his face it was in the way in which he was concerned about frost like okay i already have one person that i you know i could barely even breathe (laughs) with the thought of her in any type of danger but what can i do and i don't want to be in another situation on the team front where i'm dealing with that same thing but i know that's not fair uh to do that like he he heard her out and he said okay i'm gonna validate what you're saying but i also loved how he handled these situations with frost like you know we're just concerned about you frost like he knows that they're also a family unit because caitlin is not having it she is not happy she's like can you give us the room (laughs) she is upset that frost put herself in actual danger she did it based on a a very i don't know shaky kind of plan but she's more concerned with the idea behind it and not necessarily the action in itself it's the idea that you are devaluing yourself as a human as i was saying earlier and you're not thinking at all to put yourself 
first and i almost forgot because i hate all those scenes with chill blaine and frost that she to save him she did impale herself so she does do do a lot of reckless type of things because she doesn't it's a self-esteem thing right and you have caitlin being like no you should have more worth than that and understand that losing you that hurts other people as well and she yells at her mom like you just walked into this thing (laughs) and you're choosing to view her as an experiment than as your daughter even though i didn't quite get that one but i guess uh again I tuned out on a lot of their past conversations so I could be missing something but I know it was well acted it was well written I actually didn't fast forward through the scene at all uh another good Daniel Panabaker performance and I know the bar when the bar is so low it don't have to be that high but shit they say when you get to the top ain't nothing but to fall down when you at the bottom ain't nothing to go back up so <laughs> i know it sounds like a backhanded compliment in a way but i i think the same thing with her and becoming a mother because when she said sit down now that's code for every parent to their kid i'll put a whooping on their ass so fast boy and the fact that she did made me chuckle because everybody know that tone (laughs) i know because i just used it like i i have that nice tone it's like okay stop it stop okay sit down that means i ain't gonna tell you again that means i'm about to get physical (laughs) so there's some relatability there and her being like you have two daughters and you need to start thinking about your daughter's safety first and you really didn't think about that at all and if something does end up happening to frost because she's still gonna do what she gonna do even though she heard everything that caitlin was saying uh you know how stubborn teenagers are it's like i know you're right but i still want to prove you wrong (laughs) and she knew it was coming from a place of love that's another thing it's like no i'm not trying to stop you from being what you're being but i need you to know that you are loved and i don't want you to do something that could truly end your life and there's no reason to think that this that not a possibility and that it would affect us all and i want you to have some some worth and then carla goes to talk to caitlin or not caitlin to frost and tells her look you know what you are my daughter i was not thinking about you at first because she was like i've talked to caitlin it's like she changed your mind yeah she did but i needed to hear that i needed to understand that yes maybe there is a different way that doesn't have to end in (laughs) a higher chance of you being hurt in the in the crosshairs of that and that maybe i should have valued our our, you know our connection because i haven't really saw you as a daughter i haven't given you the time of day really (laughs) and you know uh that that needs to change that needs to be a different dynamic and actually your plan is smart you had a good plan but here's another way that this can actually work i have some latent 
uh they've mentioned it twice now latent genes i'm thinking that has something to do with iris because they keep mentioning latent 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 they're putting it in our minds that people can be triggered in some type of way so i'm thinking whatever happened in that other timeline triggered something that was latent in iris that might tie in to what we kind of sort of know from the comics about her being able to really move through time and never age and all that shit so they have that conversation they decide that she's going to boost it by using her latent uh icicle jeans or whatever they mentioned she's like you remind me of thomas oh the evil guy no you're the guy before he was evil and then she also points out how they went wrong he's like he created you out of love for his daughter katie to protect her but then he got caught up and then it ended up backfiring against him because he got reckless and now look how that turned out and i don't want the same thing to happen to you and i actually thought it was smart to bring in some of these old story arcs and make them make sense and recontextualize them in a way that does add to the characterizations once again good writing um caitlin has been listening in the corner like an ear hustler i got my eyes on you and agrees that yeah the plan is a little not my best but you're being responsible you're putting your you've come up with a better idea that minimizes the risk to you and i'm on board with that barry also gets a pep talk from joe who comes in to talk to him about the fact that he ran into frost and that he was uh, against the plan i like their conversation as well where he wants to understand just where he's coming from where's his mind at and he says you know i just it's my job as team leader to protect everyone and yet when i can't protect them and i don't know how uh you know i don't feel like i'm effectively being the team leader that they need to do and he's like "Mm -hmm. this is to do with iris ain't it (laughs) it's like i'm worried about my daughter too but uh unfortunately what you do learn as a leader is that you can train them you can it's like with children like i said they're 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 changing the dynamic a little bit where barry and iris are more the paternal or you know the parents of the bunch and they're like the kids and he says sometimes you gotta let them go that's the hardest part but you gotta let them go they're gonna have to make their mistakes but you can be there to catch them if anything goes wrong but you gotta let them make those mistakes for better or worse and he he understands the same thing of iris like i i want to protect her that's my knee-jerk reaction is i need to be there however he's at a point with iris the same thing i don't know what to do to fix this issue it's out of my control and i have to allow things to go the way they're gonna go and be there when you know you fall to pick up the pieces emotionally and maybe more so so when round two happens and frost is like look i know you're not too happy with the plan you haven't been from the get-go even though you're still supporting me as a person um he says you know what it's fine 
and hey if anything goes wrong i'm gonna be at the ready to get everyone the fuck out of here so do you mom is there as well the the other trio are on comms black flame is downtown but once they turn it on uh, makes a beeline for star labs it's starting to work we're excited about this except that uh carla's powers you know she feels weird and she's not able to and i, I like the fact that she uh is struggling right i didn't expect that and i like the realism there it's like yeah i'm not just gonna activate this latent power <laughs> and have full control over it it actually causes her to go to car- go into cardiac arrest because it is a lot to deal with i like the connection between her and frost as well because she's like maybe if we had talked more you could have told me about the fact that you had this power and you were uncomfortable because you probably thought hey you might turn into icicle so that fear that they had that they shared they could have related to and she tells her that you're brave and like all that positive reinforcement like you're you're really doing something great as a hero and she needs to hear that i even like that high five she gave barry he's like you're really gonna make me high five you fine i'm gonna high five you you're so happy so uh yeah again that that idea of she's kind of the baby of the team flash and they're all kind of supporting her in her her moment to try to do uh her best to be the hero of the day and she ends up doing it by learning the lessons that are taught to her by not only uh caitlin but barry himself that you know loving someone and then when you see them in danger and she sees her mom in danger and she completely understands when she says you know i'm worth the sacrifice you know her mom having those same low worth feelings and ready to just give up her life it's gonna help someone else and then her being like no i'm pulling the plug on this it's your call to make that they gave her the call to make um and she fully understanding like yeah i get it now that love that you have from someone they don't want to see you hurt they don't want to see they don't want to lose you it's better to lose the thing than to lose you i thought it was a really strong message uh and it wasn't corny either uh that's not a corny message at all that's a very very profound message and then they have their their meeting at the end where i did laugh when joe was like so you let that thing get away hold on to your butts but barry's like no it's caitlin's call or not caitlin frost's call and uh you know better luck next time <laughs> or something to that effect but then i like that joe was like no that was before i knew that it was your call because it was your mission and he knew he was the one that was like yeah no let her let her do her thing so he was right there to say no girl i got your back don't feel bad um because everybody's like no you made the right call but she's like yeah but i understand why he's upset because i let it get away and he's like no you made a judgment call that's before i knew about that it's all good and then they realize that it's not a complete failure because while they didn't capture the the flame they at least now know that the spear is gonna work they can now utilize what they learned from the cryo that hey maybe we don't use bait next time 
maybe we use something else now that we know um what kind of signature we need to replicate and so it's a win for them in a lot of ways and then they leave on a positive note there's a scene later on back at uh, katie's crib while mom is staying over while her daughters are looking after her marcus doesn't know about what katie does and she's like yeah i'm not gonna tell him tonight but i have a feeling it's gonna be soon especially when your ex-husband or husband come pulling up in the picture frost and carla was supposed to have dinner but uh she settles for breakfast instead carla says look i need you to know i love you because you're my daughter and she's like really that was so sweet (laughs) um to finish off the episode uh the lights start flickering caitlin thinks it's frost fucking with her but no it's the black flame and before she can grab her phone to contact the flash uh, it starts talking and it says the last words that ronnie raymond using his voice said to her what is going on i think i know but i'm not a hundred percent sure i think that there was some because all the metas are changing right so we're not in the same timeline they're not the same people that they used to and if they're bringing ronnie raymond back could this be his uh could this be black storm i believe or oh something like that uh dark storm but whatever the case may be it looks like ronnie raymond is back and uh that's gonna cause a pickle of a situation (laughs) very much a pickle of the situation so that wraps up that arc that was one of the big what the fuck moments of the episode let's go to coast city where we pick up the episode uh right where it left off get straight to it what's wrong with me this time sickness well it's not really a virus that i've been treating you symptoms of it's actually coming from you all of these anomalies are coming from your malfractions or something but it is all stemming directly from her she immediately calls barry because she's in distress right we've seen iris a lot where she just handles her trauma i'm never gonna not be mad about the mare verse and we got one half a second with her discussing what it's like to be trapped inside of a universe for months not days not hours months on end watching an imposter take over your life it also goes into that strong black woman trope you know we can't be infallible you know we can't make mistakes we can't do or we can't need to be protected right we can't be vulnerable so the fact that she comes into some good some terrible news affecting news where she's actually blacking out it's terrifying and that she would go to her husband immediately i think is something we need to see more out of black women um especially in interracial relationships but in general that there is a support there that they should be able to lean on 
and this is a terrifying situation in which she finds herself and so she calls her husband a he does need to know because you know that whole i need to protect you bullshit i hate that too so he's he's sitting with her she updates him on what's happening he's concerned uh dion is definitely like don't beat me barry please jesus do not beat me i thought i was helping (laughs) and iris is right there to say no dion it's not your fault you thought you you were doing what you thought was best and if you hadn't it wouldn't have proven barry innocent so on and so forth barry inquires about a cure dion says we're gonna find one but for the meantime iris needs to stay put relatively meaning you know where you are she's like trying to say you know those worst places to be but she also wants the emotional support of her husband there you know she's being strong while also being very vulnerable do you know how many women in the hospital are uh, black women that are made to suffer in pain because there's this mythos that black women can handle it and thus we're left to handle it versus hey we feel pain like anyone else and should be treated with the same amount of you know drugs to alleviate our suffering but our suffering is somehow like something we're meant to bear it's so odd in in comparison with other women even ethnic uh, other ethnicities so when you uh have shows that focus only on the strong capable idealisms of black women it perpetuates this myth that that's that's the epitome of (laughs) uh, of how one should be treating black women uh she says that she has things to do she doesn't want to abandon tenya because she made her a promise to help her and sue's going to be with her as well because barry wants to go back home and grab his things he's ready to drop team flash and that black problem (laughs) black smoke problem (laughs) black flame jesus uh smoke monster problem in a heartbeat because he would rather be there to support his wife than and put that aside or and put his other business aside he's he's willing to do that he wants to do that but she's like no you go and handle that because people are in danger and i will as much as i want you and need you here i also have things that i want to do because i care about we we put other people first that is what we are as hu- as heroes right um, we're those type of human beings which is why we are considered the uh the gold standard right you don't get the gold standard because you look cute because you had a nice getting together because you're both nice people you are self-sacrificing people right and so wow and he loves that about her like you remind me what is important in this moment even though i put you above all of that you remind me that i need to be who i am because that's what you love about me and that's also what i love about you and so that that scene i I thought was really strong between them and shows them as more than just uh a couple it shows them as a power dynamic a true uh movement of personality between the two of them that makes them worthy of the name that they have been given barry respects her decision after dion leaves because he says look i have to stabilize you it's gonna hurt 
he does something and then he's gone and then barry gives her a kiss and leaves as well she then goes to the adoption agency with sue (laughs) sue is continuing to be an absolute delight i love her in the scenes with iris (laughs) i never thought this would be the dynamic that would work the best for me uh i'm starting to get um intoxicated so excuse me in my stumbling of words sorry hashtag not sorry so they go to this agency and rather and i know my first thought was tinley calm the fuck down but that she's a hormonal 15 year old i don't even know if she's 15 but i'm gonna guess that she's 15 (laughs) so of course she's gonna be acting a little uh anxious and and needing to be walked to the side like let the adults handle it because iris uh they and granted that outfit you had on girl damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga she was looking downright gorgeous and i saw her post on instagram when she was mentioning about vitamin d deficiency actually that is um did she say D? I'm pretty sure it was D. That's the one with the sun, right? Uh, that's actually a real life thing. Seriously, because of the pandemic, everybody get the fuck out and get into some sun. Uh, even my ass is out there getting some, soaking up some sun because of the quarantine. Um, I'm not saying that's correlating with the same events, but it's something that prompted <laughs> me to think about that as well. So I decided to do a PSA. Um, because that's actually very 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 important uh and it it really can affect your mood and everything so her bringing a knowledge by sharing that reminded me of of uh a documentary i had watched about uh something regarding that the deficiency that people would experience in the pandemic because it's not something i would have thought about then she um asked the rep you know hey i thought if i came down here like you said over the phone i can access the records i've never had an issue with this before she says yeah typically it'd be fine but uh there's a no contact on the file and i'm thinking who put the no contact on there and that's exactly what tenya wanted to know (laughs) and i thought that if it's a no contact that's what the mother puts on there so there was a little bit of uh maneuvering there that i'm just gonna allow because it was funny when she was like yeah you would need someone from the board and <laughs> it's just like oh you need me to use my white privilege hold up you should want a bad bitch like this huh? drop it low and pick it up just like this yeah. a man on the board happens to be her uncle and it gets them the information that we need and i also like when she was like sorry because you always see people use their shit to get oh get one over and iris is like don't worry about it sis she was just doing your job it's tiny little details like that that impressed the hell out of me also loved all the looks that iris and sue were giving each other like when tinley's walking down the steps and she's looking all concerned sue's like i'm gonna go to the car and she's like good luck (laughs) uh I, i just like that that support between two women it's like yeah you're trying to do a good thing i want to help and do a good thing 
and they end up having a conversation that makes everything so very relevant because tinsley has gone this far it's understandable she would then get what she wanted that she's been searching for so very long and she's like oh shit now what <laughs> like there wasn't no contact order i got what i needed but i also need to realize this is not a fairy tale and this might not go the way i am imagining it in my mind and she brings up a good question like what is she what if she doesn't want me want to see me and iris doesn't tell her oh no that's gonna you know that's not a possibility no she says look i had a had a bad relationship with my mom there was lies there was a lot of trauma and i understand that you have un you know unresolved feelings with your mother i had the exact same thing and then someone convinced me barry to at least try to have that conversation try to reconcile those feelings and she said how did you do that she's like i was honest you know i told her how i felt i told her i was angry um but i also told her that i still loved her despite everything that i wanted to love her and it was good that i was able to get that closure for myself even though it didn't heal everything right it's not gonna fix the problem you know tanya feels like she's been abandoned that she's unwanted she has low self-worth because of that uh and now her life has also been a, a train wreck in the foster system it would seem so iris explains look if i didn't have if i didn't listen to that advice i would have missed the opportunity to have that conversation with my mother before she died and you see tanya take that in like oh my god i didn't know this would you know that's really sad that and also it it's kind of like yeah you understand me way more than i gave you credit for even though it's not the exact same situation but you can get me in that way and she says you know um don't regret that don't regret not having that conversation with your mom however that it's gonna go because it's gonna be able that you're something it's going to be something that you're going to be able to at least have the opportunity to do and you shouldn't lose that and you don't have to worry about doing it alone because i'm going to be with you they then get to the mom's house and i like that she was hesitant to hit the door and iris is like i got you you're good and then t and then her mom answers the door what was her name i'm not sure uh and I liked her response everything about this was so realistically done and not uh tv sugar-coated done you know with her being like oh they tell you that this is always a possibility <laughs> and even her being like who's asking like put that little bass in her voice <laughs> like are you so and so okay who are you why you how you know my name what you want and then her being shocked of this is my daughter and okay i don't know what the right thing to say is here uh and then she says i know you got a whole bunch of questions no i just have really one question why did you not want me and i must say tinsley had me all up in my feels with this scene because she would she just wanted to hear what she had to say and she very much felt like a teenager a lost child that just wants to know why and her mom responds with i never did not not want you i was young i was 16 my parents convinced me that i was going to be able to give you a decent life 
or the life that you didn't or that the life that you deserved and thus you know i was kind of peer pressured into giving you up and signing that paper and the only thing that kept me through my shitty life that i had afterwards is the idea that you were living a better one without me and it concludes with her saying renee that was her name uh tanya being like well i don't have a better life without you i i felt like you left me that you abandoned me and it wasn't beneficial to me and that you had that idea with adoption too i don't know too many people who've been through adoption but i do have two nephews whose parents unfortunately are not in their lives and you can see you know despite the love and the the respect and that they're getting from grandma or you know from their nieces or you know aunts i should say (laughs) and their life it doesn't make up for that parental bond you feel like you're missing out on something and you're gonna have unresolved feelings about that Uh, that's from birth and i know that uh there are situations where adoption is the only options like i can't be that person for you but uh, it does come with a backlash it really does to that that person that has been put up for said adoption whatever the the good intentions were um you know i I, it's like people who've been unfortunately molested and they're they get pregnant by that i mean they might feel giving you up for adoption is better than possibly looking at you with hatred and treating taking out my trauma on you for the rest of their lives uh because no one knows how they're gonna be as a parent i mean then you have those parents like casey anthony that you know i don't care what the fucking acquittal says did something to her child because she was not meant to be ever be a parent she should have adopted and she was peer pressured into keeping that baby so i mean i think it's a very worthwhile continued conversation that did end at this point because iris starts screaming in pain uh they all like what's wrong with her sue's like i have no idea and renee comes over to soothe her like are you okay she touches her iris's eyes turn green and then renee got the thanos snap dread it run from it destiny still around and that scene ends with homegirl rightfully asking what the fuck you do to my mom i just got her for five seconds (laughs) now she just vanished in a green light now they're gonna have to and the fact that this girl can walk through walls or whatever she might be able to walk through dimensions and they're gonna have to go rescue her mama (laughs) this is awesome (laughs) seriously this is fucking awesome also love that i have no fucking clue how they are continuing even with the villain and with iris's story arc it's a lot of mystery that is great i hate predicting shows (laughs) i was just watching vikings and i was like yep one episode i'm seeing the telltale signs of where this is gonna go in the next episode i'll be pleasantly surprised if i'm wrong but unfortunately i've watched enough television 
where it is it's very hard to keep up suspense especially if you're an avid television watcher like myself it's gonna be a little harder to impress a little harder to impress uh but yeah this was a really strong episode of the flash i think people who have been saying it's it's uh it may have been shaky um it's kind of like uh it reminds me a little bit of season six and seven of the walking dead it's like oh man those were some horrible seasons but then you came back with season nine and man that was a fucking phenomenal season (laughs) season nine i can watch all the way through season 10 not so much uh fell off watched a few episodes but i really do feel like they've got some really strong momentum going uh maybe a few things here and there but this is this has turned out to be one of uh the good seasons that i think uh if they put a strong finish on it which it all things seem to lead that it will um i think the flash is definitely heading in an upward momentum whether you know the fans allow that to happen some fans i should say after the feedback we'll get into some real talk conversation about uh, a few things but uh before that we're gonna still enjoy or 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 continue our positive review well that's not to say the feedback will be positive can't guarantee that but i am gonna turn it over to the mailbag Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for The Flash Season 8, Episode 10. I want to go ahead and give my feedback now because I'm going to have to head out pretty soon to support my child in his endeavors. So, yes, um, got to go do that. Mommy duty's never done. Anyways, I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, most of this episode there are some things that i felt was a little bit repetitive uh in nature but overall i actually liked the i mean of course i like the iris stuff not actually but i actually like the caitlin frost stuff it just it got to be repetitive in spots it's like it was it seemed to be dragging a little bit and not getting to you know the nitty-gritty of it but overall i i mean because it tied into black flame and it just it 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 worked i I liked it a lot so um but yeah it did get a bit um it's like all right let's let's figure out what's going on i'm i'm you know me and my patience not all i'm not about that life i want to know speaking of which which goes back to iris um which is my favorite part of course um her, you know, we get this explanation from Dion and all of that stuff. And please explain to me why I'm still confused. Why I still don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, we're getting answers, but at the same time, we're not getting answers. Or we're getting answers, but it's it's with those answers, more questions come up. Um, so I'm still like, so because even though they erased that timeline from Armageddon, because this is a time sickness, it still affects Iris. Um, and so that somewhere in time, 
um, Dion took those treatments from her in order for her to be able to see what was going on and help Barry and Joe. And therefore, it's affecting her now. It mutated uh, because of that into something that obviously even Dion's treatment, even, even the one that he did in this episode, which was supposed to you know, be harsher or more... Um, were harsher towards her it didn't help obviously because we saw at the end that yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe it progressed it or made it go faster because before we had you know iris went months with the time sickness without anything happening she was just living her life and now all of a sudden it's mutating and now after dion's treatment a day later two days later she tenya's mom disappears so she's fractured throughout time or something or where do these things go do they go to like a certain like a void in time i i don't know these are good questions that i want to have answered <laughs> but i love that you know they went from the video chat from last week and saying oh yeah you know good night love you love you too to she's hitting the distress button and barry's over there and like 2.5 seconds going what the hell is happening <laughs> you can see this the fear in his eyes because i mean can you imagine you know thinking that you know you're you're calling it a night and then your wife sends that signal so yes he was stressed the hell out and you could tell we saw protective barry then you know him wanting to stay there and wanting to be there for her but as always Iris is the voice of reason and just reminded him that they still got a murderer on the loose in Central City. And, you know, as much as I'm sure she would love for him to be there, um, he can't. He's a superhero. He has to do superhero stuff, not sit there with his wife and hope that she's okay. Because apparently they think she's okay. And we thought she was okay. I mean, Dion stabilized her. So, and um, yeah, we get to see. You know, a little West Allen kiss, which I'm not always, I'm never mad at, never mad. So that was just beautiful. I mean, I felt it. I felt, you know, the high stakes and the you could see the stress that Barry is having and the dilemma of, you know, knowing, you know, of having to make that choice. And Iris just helping him make that choice, which is what she does. Um, because you know Barry, he's gonna choose not the the best thing to do be, when it comes to Iris because he is just not gonna be he, she's his priority. So it always has to be her to talk him off the ledge because he's gonna stay there if <laughs> if she doesn't say anything. And then of course all the stuff that's happened in Central City, you know, it's gonna be on his shoulders to carry that burden and she knows that so she's very protective of him and his superhero uh his life as a superhero she's very protective of that just like he's protective of her so i thought that was beautiful but yes more questions you know iris goes to this adoption agency and then they get answers to you know very uh suspect uh they got answers because I'm like, I can't imagine um, Sue being uh, Uncle Leroy, them being <laughs> like, what, really? I don't know. Part of me think that was Ralph impersonating because it just seemed off because they kind of rushed out of there like it wasn't really true. <laughs> so I'm thinking that was Ralph impersonating 
Uncle Leroy. Um, so, and then we got the moment with um, Iris talking about her mom, which I thought was special. And then, of course, the end scene, which was sad. And, you know, poor Iris. I know she's going to be so traumatized over this, over what happened, even though it wasn't her fault and it wasn't intentional. Still, I mean, how do they how how do they solve it? That's my question. And then we got uh, Barry's uh, story with the uh, Black Flame and Frost it coming after Frost, and then um, them trying to figure out that Frost wanted to be bait, and because Barry's already stressed the hell out about his wife, worrying about what's happening with her, and then now we got this situation going on that he's feeling. And I and I must pause and say. I love what they're doing with Barry this season in regards to um, now he's talking about being a team leader. He's just maturing so much. We're seeing him in the CSI part of it and we're seeing him being the leader of the team and talking about that and the choices that he has to make and taking that on. And so and again, that's part of Iris understanding that as well. He's a leader of this team. He needs to be there, especially in a crisis. You don't, the team leader don't just leave. And again, you know, it's, I mean, it's the price you pay for being in that position. And sometimes it's, it's great. And sometimes you have these, these moments of, you know, these responsibilities. And so, and that's the case. He feels this huge responsibility for Frost and her safety and then the mom and, her safety and so it weighs on you as a as a leader um because it's not just about you it's about others um you yeah it just it's, it can't be about you that's something that i learned early on in my career is that's that's the way it is as a leader when you want to be put in those positions you have to accept those types of responsibilities that go along with that um, so we see a great Joe and Barry scene of him, you know, talking through that. And of course, the black flame at the end taking the form of Ronnie, which I don't believe is Ronnie. I'm like, uh, I don't know, because it took the form of Chester dad last episode. Now it's coming, manifesting itself as Ronnie. Of course, it has Ronnie's memory. So is it able to conjure up the dead? And encompass their memories and all of that stuff in order to entice. But what is the end goal? What does it want? What is, what is this about? It's like so many questions. The same as with the time sickness stuff. It's like we're not get. It's like we're getting little see. First we thought it was guilt or grief, not guilt, grief, and then we think it's um, frost powers, and then that might not be it because now it's after Caitlyn. So it's like, what is the end goal here? What does it want? What is it about? And I love that. I love the not knowing and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. That's very refreshing um, for the Flash because it's, you know, we're we're operating just like with them. We know everything that they know at the moment that they know it and nothing more. And so I think that's great. I like stuff like that because, you know, at least not a lot to be spoiled and you know people acting ridiculous because they're like why don't they know and but like you wouldn't know if the show hadn't showed you either so shut up anyways um and i enjoy this one like i said it did get a little bit redundant in some spots with the frost caitlin and mom stuff but i can allow it since i enjoyed the episode overall on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic and the clean of the couch, shy.
that was queen shy with her thoughts on this episode and oh my god i never thought in a million years she would say she <laughs> liked anything uh in regards to the frost and caitlin story arc uh so once again credit to the writing <laughs> if you got that girl to like it <laughs> also agree uh it was a little repetitive at times but i feel like everything the flash does is repetitive when they're trying to make a point because some people don't get it <laughs> i'm just glad i didn't have to take any shots for level up not much to add other than um one i wanted to talk about because you were talking about iris and and barry's relationship it kind of reminded me of my favorite ship has not been replaced to this day which is rashon um it's just my idea of a, a strong black woman who can also be vulnerable and right and wrong and tries to do leads with her heart i will always love deny guerrero's michonne but Rick shown in the relationship one of the best parts of when Rick started losing his shit and he came back around once they got to Alexandra like once he was on the road he was the leader right he had he knew what to do they both were in the same mindset but Michonne had a little bit more of that emotional maturity than than Rick and there's a line that he gives her um and one of one of my favorite episodes with just them don't ask me the name of it because <laughs> i'm not gonna remember right now but uh she's like yeah you need to do this you should do that and we need to do this we do that and he's like you know you, you're the leader and he's like yeah well you know i don't really want that but with you by my side helping me that's what i want and it leads to another line at the end of the episode where she's like i can't live without you and he says yes you can you need to because they need you to they need us to be the leaders that we've chosen to be and you can definitely do it more than anyone because it's you that led me here and it actually when you were talking it just reminded me of that the beautifulness of that scene of how a black woman can be all of the the complexities and still inspire the white protagonists to be where they are because of what they bring to the table as well it inspires them so definitely see that with uh iris west allen in her scene with barry she inspires him but i also think that he inspires her as well and the only other theory i got going right now is that iris is out of time um stabilizing i think that was meant to just keep her in this timeline so she doesn't actually disappear from the timeline as she seems to have done in previous scene we also forgot to mention the scene in which the one lady because i didn't know why we were still lingering on that scene where she goes to get a break go on break to get a coffee and comes back and everything else is gone so i'm thinking that iris being in this timeline where she should not be is causing these anomalies and things to to fall out of time like renee the mama so that's all i got on that <laughs> hopefully we will get more answers soon 
because i know uh, i'm definitely anxious for it as well but i also think that's part of uh, the parcel of making good television that is going to wrap up our feedback for this week mimi is out uh, house hunting wish her good luck on that i'm gonna go ahead and uh wrap up and then i'm gonna get into some real talk so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com uh, you can also leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace just want to ask peers maybe grab a pencil take some notes i'm about to drop knowledge so i heard through the grapevine from salsa that a lot of women decided to go for i'm sorry about my neighbors i can't it's the weekend and this is the time that they are themselves so i should have recorded earlier but here we are try to get as out as much as i can in editing but i can't keep stopping every time that they're just and i don't know how much actually gets in the actual podcast so unless it's a huge boom sound i'm probably not going to stop and you might hear a little bit of little pattering or whatever in the background now that i've gotten that p that that uh, announcement out of the way um salsa shows me this message that someone actually went into someone's dm jess's dm and basically said you should see all the shit people are saying about you on instagram and on twitter you have a responsibility to write iris you don't act like you don't have power in the room and you do and basically know that you're hated and basically telling her she needs to do better by black women everywhere because that's now her responsibility i'm sorry that someone would have to get such a message in their dms with all of the entitlement of someone that feels as if their opinion uh matters but not only that uses that opinion to viciously attack someone based on their own preconceived very irrational emotions regarding a television series that doesn't seem to be going in the imagined way they intend to now this candy cane i'm hearing about now for their beats that's a 50 year old cankerous whore that's a bitter ass black woman i hate to bust it to you might not know this but there are bitter ass black women out there you know nothing ever went right for them it's always someone else's fault there's never any responsibility in their own life and thus the only place in which they control is their personality on social media and then they 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 get followers they start feeling self-important inflating that sense of validation for their feelings because they're surrounding themselves with people who feel the exact same way and believe that they're right in feeling these ways that they do because they're basically benefiting off of people that have struggled before them and have actually struggled versus those that ride the coattail of suffering i think 
after this whole and i really haven't even talked about it more but this will smith thing has really brought out a really bitter betrayed part of black female society and they are now misconstruing the narrative to victimize themselves and it's i mean it is what it is i i, I can't i'm not a i'm not in the mindset to go out this is not me i, I don't want to go out and change your mind or your opinion i don't feel like it that's not my job it's not my position i don't have to associate with you i don't choose to associate with you and thus it's uh you know i i see it going on and it, it kind of doesn't even bother me because i don't i don't look at you as if you're someone that deserves <laughs> attention even if it is because of of negative and it needs to be stopped and so on and so forth that's the thing that was the whole point right of the award show is that these words are not meant to culminate into violence this one comedian says no unfortunately before i go out i need to know everyone's medical history uh their likes and dislikes that's not what tv shows are meant to do they're not go they're meant to not meant to poll their audience on their likes dislikes personal vendettas (laughs) um uh whatever they got going on that makes them react in this type of i mean hateful I mean that's what it is it's it's hateful and I keep talking about the glue trap earlier I think that some people are so negatively spaced into their lives that they have no control over that that withering festering feeling inside of them uh completely whatever message was there gets lost in the hatred and their idea and what they put it up against is, well, they're like that, so we can be like that too. Are you stupid or something? You know what I'm sad about is those same women that's out there talking about black protect black women, do they ain't showed up one fucking time to support Kentanje Brown to be a Jackson, sorry, for being the first black woman to nominate us to the Supreme Court. Ain't nobody got that that's not fucking trending on trending on Twitter right now. It's not. It doesn't make sense to me that we're protect black women, but we can't support black women. Because the minute that we get somewhere, you got the niggas on the sideline always looking for the hookup. All right. That's been the case since the case was made. Okay. We know this it ain't changed in 10 years since Chris Rock announced it. And that's why they get so mad and probably why didn't nobody came to his side when shit went down is because he was talking about you y'all the same people that are uneducated ignorant ass keep on trying to jump on someone else's bandwagon so that you can feel important we know the statistics at least i know the statistics there are a lot of lonely black women out there right now (laughs) that feel that their place or their position in life is somehow someone else's fault and maybe it is i feel like i go through the black struggle all the time but i'm also making my bank i'm also dealing with it i'm also learning when to pick my battles that's the thing black women want to be successful but now we want it all 
right i feel like there's just a difference in culture right now that's emerging that i was completely unaware of or out of touch with and maybe it's always been there. i feel like it's always been there because i've always seen it in my life personally right i have been torn down by more black women than i have by white women and it's especially resentful when you're a success and for my two cents that's what i think would happen to jess carson she wrote a successful episode and i'm not just you know patting her on the back just because she's black y'all know me i'm judging you based on what's going on last episode that just did wasn't my favorite episode um i don't even think i ranked it that high i said it was all right but i had critiques this episode i really enjoyed so i'm not basing it just on the melanin of your skin whether or not i'm going to give you a positive review or negative review see no that's where also people assimilate right i'm sticking to because well to go to the other side that means i have to agree with those people that i don't like right that's the will smith drama unfolded on social media basically not what was done not what was said not what basically i don't want those people to be right so now i have to double down on why and then change the whole fucking narrative to suit you fine but you're not right you're wrong you can make yourself think you're right all you want to and maybe some of y'all will grow up that are you know you know i said this earlier people aren't even rational until they're 24 25 so if you're in that bracket i'm a i'm i'm willing to give you more room (laughs) in your wheelhouse but 50 year old cankerous horse those bitches you just you have no one and nothing and the biggest thing you got going for you is fooling people into believing that you smart that you're worthy that you have anything of an importance to say because you're in the end absolutely unaccomplished <laughs> unfulfilled and completely but hurt because jess carson wrote an episode and in that episode 70 percent of it went to caitlin snow aka daniel panabaker and some of y'all black women hate white women and that white woman in particular why am i still getting hate which is absolutely insane to me that you would still watch a show <laughs> that causes you such visceral feelings i think that's why i'm always um checking shy in a in a hopefully shy will let me know (laughs) and uh in a way that you know i don't want my friend to be caught up in that negativity right to be so focused on that that it takes it it changes everything in you and i've been there that's all that's another thing i've been to that feeling so it's not to say i don't fully understand not that far I ain't never been up in nobody's inbox. I ain't talked about. I'm also one of those people, though, that can't talk about something over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like once I'm into something, I get into it and then I moved on to the next thing because there's a whole bunch of things still going on in the world. And I also think that's another issue. But that's kind of like a two tone issue because <laughs> when it's in a healthy direction, it's fine. When it's in an unhealthy direction, that's when it's a problem. It's like a celebrity crush. You can have a celebrity crush, but when you start telling him what he should do and thinking yep yeah, in his life so much that you're just focusing all about it, that's when it's not okay. It's not okay. So I think that people are so 
so still caught up in that two-year-old hatred i haven't caught up with anybody anybody that's going on the only person i follow is D- dp we're not <laughs> dp cp candace patton's the only person i don't even follow grant gustin love him don't follow him because there's only certain people that i care about seeing their instagram chats about viola davis carrie washington there's only a few it's not a whole bunch of celebrities that i follow because they're celebrities i don't i'm not i don't know them as personal people i'm not trying to pretend i know them as personal people even if i thought i knew them as a person that could also be an act because they're in a business the business is to get popularity (laughs) y'all be signing up for shit like you don't know what it is so to me that is more of the reason why jess carson is attacked because she wrote a good episode and it didn't focus all the way on iris west not because she wrote anything about iris though all of that is just bullshit it's just it's all smoking screen mirrors it's all the excuses to try just like with racist the exact same thing i'm putting y'all in the same fucking category oh i don't like her because you know every time a black person shows up the same thing you do two wrongs don't make a right if someone else jumps off a bridge you just gonna jump off with them these are kindergarten things that you should be taught right but uh that that's my feelings and why i really didn't comment salsa and <laughs> shy i'm now gonna call sasha salsa all the time because i love it uh because it, i didn't really want to get caught up in saying and you were saying everything that needed to be said right but i'm not i can't keep focusing my attention on shit oh, oh shit too i don't know what dp maybe she came to jesus i don't know maybe she learned a lesson we will never know because i'm not up in that woman's life like that she's someone who's paid to do a job at some point i gotta separate (laughs) what i'm watching if it really bothers me once again i'm not watching this show whether i support candace or not these cult of people around candace Patton. all that is is i wish i was you i wish i looked like you and i wish i could live my life like you that is nothing but comparative jealousy (laughs) you vicariously living through someone else you should really want to live your own life because that's the one that you've been blessed with <laughs> uh and so it's not about what's best for the character best for candace they also hate the show being successful because that means they're wrong right all those people predicting the walking dead was going to end i'm just using that because it's the last fandom i was in but all those people is like oh it's gonna tank and all the look at the numbers and there's they're just making everything for their case and then when something like oh it's renewed for another season they ain't got shit to say they ain't got shit to say so they need to double down once again and then that festering that festering gnawing disease that is hatred because saying you hate somebody you're using words with a massive impact because you're a malicious little fuck the fact that it's coming from black women that supposedly you know all those hashtags support black women and you know it's the same damn ones that put up the hashtag you just know it's the same ones can never seem to do and act how they hashtag right it's about being something it's a it's a soundbite versus an actual thing which is why going back to contasia jackson how she is the first black woman to be 
a supreme court justice and i'm looking through my timeline and ain't nobody talking about it ain't nobody trying to speak on it so i just can't (laughs) i cannot allow myself personally to indulge these childish hypocritical deviant type of personas right because they are personas some of them sure i bet you they are like that in their real life but a lot of them are just that and now that hey you can delete my account and i can come back with a new email and make another account well it just starts to cycle all over again of abuse and when people feel powerless and feel powerless or insignificant or jealous yes that's when bullying occurs and that is the behavior that i'm seeing in juxtaposition i actually saw one of my friends that i actually thoroughly alike made this comment on social media that i did not agree with whatsoever i didn't block them as some people would oh you don't agree with me that's like what started the fucking crusades you don't believe in my god you gotta die oh you believe in my god but you believe in a different preaching of my god whoop you gotta die too this uh this divide that continues to divide us uh you know you got those that are working towards a better utopia and you got those that are just nothing but hurdles that are always in the peanut gallery and that's what uh some of us have to to accept is there are always going to be those in the peanut gallery doing what they do but we can't let them define us we can't let them pull us down because that gives them power that makes them feel good when you're brought down so i would never if i was ever involved in any celebrity (laughs) anything even now i i'm very i'm very cognizant of the people that have access to me right i'm not gonna allow you to have access to my person anything i don't want you to have access to i know there are things again i've said on the jones chronicles people can say shit about me but the thing of it is I've already had it said to me, <laughs> to my face, by people who said they love me. So, my skin has gotten very thick in 38 years because of my interactions primarily with black women. And thus, I'm not surprised that it's the same ones that you look to <laughs> to want to uh, interact with and have conversations. And it's like, nah those aren't those people unfortunately that are the loudest on social media and there are a lot of people on social media but the loudest ones are the ones you got to watch out for uh so i am i'm totally sad that jess carson had a really great episode and she could not celebrate it particularly with the west allen fandom that she clearly has a love for based on the fact that i don't think i don't believe anything that they're saying it's all on the fact that caitlin was in this episode had a good episode and you wrote for her because that's not supposed to be a part of your job what the hell is the world coming to i'll leave with this last bit of the world is not a a sane place uh but it is filled with sane people and despite how loud the other 
crowd is know that the true strength that it takes to be a black woman is being appreciated by those that recognize it and although those may not be the loudest voices they are the ones with the ability to actually implement change because their power doesn't come from validation it comes from within themselves and the things that they can show and prove the power that they have if you want to once again send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can also leave a comment below on this episode my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic